0: You are listening to Nonfiction Thoughts, hosted by me, the luscious Luigi, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host. Hello, everyone. My name is
1: Birdchild, and I am absolutely, positively thrilled to be back here with you again in the new year. Happy New Year. Hooray. Huzzah. Hip hip hooray. Yay! That's something we need to bring back. I don't hear any three cheers anymore. Everything happens, everybody goes, let's go! But like, no, I want to hear a three cheers hip hip you know Hooray! Like, wouldn't that be so much fun
0: that would be I awesome. don't know
1: maybe that's just me I'm sorry
0: it's like um what do you call them whether no uh what the word I was looking for was sea shanties
1: sea shanties yeah.
0: oh but a, before we get any further yes I'm sorry the proper obligatory chair lowering <laughs> what oh having a little trouble over there <laughs> Take two. take two uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm stuck. Take three. There we go. There it is. Took a little bit, but we got it. I just,
1: like to, I just like to make it known for the record that while you were giving that, uh, that disclaimer, I was adjusting my mic, and I got it pretty perfect. And then I thought, right at the last second, right as you were finishing up, taking your last breaths, I purposefully made it a couple inches lower than perfect so that it would be perfect after the chair lowering. Perfect. That is what
0: I call pot racing.
1: Dedication to the craft. I think, uh, I think, yeah, that speaks volumes to the tradition that we've built here. <laughs> here in nonfiction thoughts.
0: We know what is to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, Nothing
0: I'm saying is making any sense to I Yeah,
1: today. I was, I was, I was going to say, I heard that and I just thought, okay, well, you know what? We'll just sweep that under the rug. So speaking of sea shanties. I've got, uh, I've got some unfortunate news to share with you.
0: Hit me, dealer.
1: <sighs> Unfortunately, this morning, I was not able to pass <laughs> my scuba swim test.
2: What? <laughs> I No! I couldn't
1: pass my scuba swim test, so I'm going to have to try to retake the class in the
0: fall. Wow. Yeah,
1: but I'm not really that upset because, I mean... I wouldn't exactly consider myself the most fit or active person in the world but you know I like to think that I'm at least above the 50th percentile however when it comes to nautical nonsense <laughs> and those activities which involve the deep blue sea and just the water in general I am very much inactive I do not get into the into the waves that often and I thought you know Scuba, that's awesome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take a scuba class because that's hilarious and I want right. to take a scuba class. And, you know, the official registration, it had this hold on it. You, you would have the department would contact you and have to say, OK, well, just so you know, there's a swim test at the beginning of the course and we can't let you enroll until you're aware of the swim test and you realize that if you don't pass, you have to drop the course. And so, you know, I, I, I consented and took the course. And uh the swim test is hard like is it? if you're if you're a lifeguard like i I talked to my one friend who is a lifeguard and swam competitively in high school, mm-hmm. and she said it was a harder version of the lifeguard test. Oh, so for someone who d- isn't really active in the water, doesn't really swim a lot, ever question mark. Mm-hmm. like I know how to swim. I learned how to swim when I was a kid, but <laughs> um. So for those who are swimmers or have any idea what I'm talking about, it's one pool length or 25 meters uh, underwater, mm-hmm. no breath, right? And oh wow, that's-, that's pretty standard. I was able to do that. You know, it was it was a little stressful at the end, but you know, as long as you stay calm and keep your heart rate down, it's a, it's a, it's not impossible, right? Yeah, it's a piece of cake. And then there's the 300 meter. So that's six laps, 12 mm-hmm. pool lengths, nonstop. Uh, which is, 3,600 feet, roughly. Dang. So, I, <laughs> that's the one that cracked me. I was not quite able to do that. I just, I just don't have the cardiovascular endurance yet. yet. I guess not. That's the operative word yet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna reframe this all at the end after I go through it. But and then the last part was a 15 minute water tread. Um,
0: 15 minutes.
1: 15 minutes. Yeah. And I was able to do that. I was struggling towards the end, but like. Yeah, when I when I hugged that wall, I was like, "Oh my
2: god!" Yeah,
1: I was feeling it. But um, yeah, no, the three hundred that I don't know, I just couldn't quite get it. Um, Bang. But it makes sense. And like I said, I'm not really upset because I don't think most people would be able to just pull out a three hundred on a Thursday morning. You yeah. Know, just, hey, good morning. It's uh, you know, just any other day. Do me a favor. Get over to the pool and give me a quick 300. Like, <laughs> I don't know about that. But yeah, I, I got out of the pool and like I could barely feel my legs. Like I was I was exerting them so much. So the, the, the takeaway, the framing, the, the way I'm framing all of this. I, I told my roommate this when I got home. I have this belief in a lot of things in life, most especially academics, because obviously as a college student, I find myself in that sphere for most of my time. Right. So. If you if you fail at something or if you don't do as well as you'd like, mm-hmm. that's it, right? You take that, you you take responsibility for it, and that's it. You move on. But if you're pouty about it, if you let it get to you, if beforehand, if you're stressed, if you're nervous, if you're scared, and then afterwards again, if if it makes you upset, in my opinion, you're losing twice or three times, mm-hmm. right? You're, you, there's no reason to lose quote, more than once. Right? Right. Take that and turn it into motivation to succeed the next time. Use it to say, okay, well, you know what? I did pretty embarrassingly at this, at this so I'm gonna go to the pool every week for the rest of the semester. Mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna swim laps, I'm gonna ride my bike more, I'm gonna go for runs, I'm gonna start running. Mm-hmm. Right? Use it to motivate you, don't don't just don't just take it and go. Oh boy, I suck at swimming, and then you know, well, I guess I'm not taking this course. Like, no, I really want to, so I'm gonna take it in the fall. So the spring and the summer, I'm gonna use that time to build up my cardiovascular endurance, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
0: Birdchild's life changing
1: mm-hmm. advice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand it's it's pretty stock, and you hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, w- what's the mm-hmm. quote? I, I I don't know who it even is. It Rocky whatever whomever you know success isn't about not getting hit it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward right like the classic right, it's very yeah, trite yeah. it's very trite i understand yeah. but i'm pretty proud of it because i that's something i came to organically like i say organically obviously i've heard it a million times but i've experienced it like oh i'm taking a test or whatever Going into it, if you're totally stressed, if you feel like you're going to throw up, you're losing twice. Especially if you actually do fail, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. if you don't do well on it and you were stressed beforehand, you're you're, you're making your condition worse than it needs to be. Right. And again, if you do poorly and you let it affect the rest of your day, you're again, you know, making it worse than it needs to be. Yeah. Obviously, it's not pleasant. And it will, you know, affect you to some degree, but that it should, it should, it should, but it's about channeling that, you know, conservation of energy, energy cannot be created nor destroyed only exchanged, take that energy. Don't, don't lose it to friction. Don't lose it to heat. Don't let it just escape into the, into the atmosphere as entropy, keep it, harness it, store it, let it, let it drive you, you know, be more efficient, be more efficient in your, in your emotional drive. (laughs) gaskets (laughs) <laughs> gaskets
0: <laughs> that is fantastic advice well thank
1: you very much i, I do what i can
0: I, i'm i'm doing the same
1: congratulations
0: so i right I'll, I'll i'll save it for a
1: moment right right
0: let you finish part of it too is
1: uh, our, our our diving instructor he told us he goes i had my 63rd birthday in august and um you know he was just telling us that to say that you guys are in pretty much peak physical condition. There's no reason you shouldn't. He was referring to the, to the breath hold test. Let me be clear. Right. He said everybody can do the breath hold test. Um, but we looked at our watches or the clock and class had started and he still wasn't there. I brought up Wim Hof and someone <laughs> or I think someone said he's actually been meditating at the bottom of the pool this whole time <laughs> and he's going to come up and be like, all right, class, join me in the water. <laughs> unfortunately that did not happen but that would have been awesome it would have been really really funny so yeah that's i think i'm in the you know and I, someone was like i don't know who that is and i i just very briefly said you know he's kind of like that archetype of uh wise sage old man who meditates at the top of a mountain naked or at the bottom of a frozen lake he's the yeah. bottom of the frozen lake guy and uh hence the whole maybe our instructor's actually under the water <laughs> but um I think that put me in the mindset of sage old man delivering wisdom, <laughs> so it 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 helps soften the blow. You know, it was uh, I go to my I go to my sage instructor and I I failed I failed you and he goes, you only failed once, don't fail twice, something like that. You know, you know what I mean. You know what I'm trying to say.
0: But anyway, that's that's that was my morning. <laughs> the moral of the story is be the wise old man be meditating naked man. at the bottom of
1: the mm-hmm. lake. The waters have a lot to teach us. Go with the flow. You can't fight the water. It's impossible. It's impossible to fight the water. You can only go with it. You can only channel it. Harness it. Not yours. It's definitely not yours. No. You, are, you are its, okay? You are the <laughs> waters. That is how that works. And you just have to accept that fact and be in its good graces. That's all we can hope for.
0: I was not expecting such a metaphorical cold open. Yeah, I mean, this
1: what a cold open. This is one of our best. Yeah, Yeah, right.
0: (laughs) Birdchild's life changing advice. This is, and now we have to complete the uh, the cycle here.
1: Yeah, go for it. You you better follow this up with something really good.
0: Well, I had a similar sort of experience Mm -hmm. this morning because I I have a a Spanish. You failed your scuba class too. No, but I have a Spanish class. And I didn't now, fail the
1: class. I misspoke. I failed the test. I'm going to get an A in the class in the fall. That's a guarantee. Anyway, I'm sorry. I cut you off.
0: So I have uh, a Spanish literature class. Right. I'm at the point now where Spanish has just become English class again. Nice. And now we're reading like right. Spanish Shakespeare.
1: It's gone back full yep. circle.
0: Yeah. That's, they don't tell you that when they, uh, when you take a foreign language eventually it just becomes english class again mm-hmm. but most people don't get far enough for that to happen right i've seen the death and rebirth wow
1: that's pretty cool actually
0: so i got to that point and we're reading these old spanish literature novels mm-hmm. and they are hard don quixote not don quixote yet <laughs> yet that's the next class up
1: oh god
0: Uh, I don't know if I'm taking that one. Yeah. But it is difficult. Yeah. Like, I'm reading this, and it's like the first page is like, all right, yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm ready. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm doing it. Second page, oh. (laughs) Like, my focus is gone, and I have to really push to to get anything out of it.
1: I imagine it's just like English reading books. You know, you read something contemporary, and you're like, okay, I got this. Mm -hmm. You go back, turn of the century, it's like, oh, you know, we're getting a little rough, but like, I can. I can struggle through it. Then you get to like the 17th, 16th century. You're like, ah, I've I've lost. I'm so lost.
0: They say it hasn't changed quite as much as English. Mm -hmm. I believe that. My professor was explaining that. I I definitely believe that. I mean, I guess I can understand this a little bit easier than Shakespeare. Like if I had to read Shakespeare in Spanish, first of all, I don't think that's possible. (laughs) But if I, if theoretically it were, if I did. I don't think I would get anything out of it because I think most people read Shakespeare now and it's like,
1: oh, that's like a foreign language. It's a little tough.
0: It's difficult. But anyway, point is, that was really hard. I I didn't know what would happen in like the second half of the reading. I was Mm. really like grasping at straws trying to put things together and like Mm -hmm. logically piece things. And this is the point where everyone is here because they want to speak Spanish. Mm. So there's nobody there anymore who's very clearly like, yeah, I'm just here for the, the requirement. Right. So everybody has some degree of competency. They've all got
1: skin in the game, too.
0: And some people are really, really good. Mm. And it's like, I'm not really on the top anymore without trying. I got to push. Yeah. Like, I'm at the bottom of the barrel now. Yeah. So you get to that point, and the whole class is in Spanish, not a lick of English. I think mm. he said two words in English the whole time. Right. Everything's in Spanish.
1: And they were probably something that like didn't have a translation or like pertaining to the course yeah or the syllabus
0: pretty much and because it's all in spanish and i'm slightly rusty it's really hard to focus the whole time Mm. so as the class goes on and on i'm like starting to like get real tired and like i just i'm like understanding less and less because i can't focus on what Mm. he's saying at all and it's like oh boy this is going to be really tough yeah And I answered one question and I only got half of it. And I just, I was like, I can guess. I don't, I don't know what happened. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I screwed up the directions for finding a partner too. And I didn't realize until after. And I was like, you know what? I could get really upset about it and complain Mm -hmm. and say the class is too hard or whatever. Right, right. Or I could double down grab this class by the balls and become (laughs) fluent. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So,
1: exactly, I'm taking that energy. It's the same thing.
0: And I'm going to use it as a learning experience because we're all learning. It's
1: the same thing. That's what we're here for. We're here to learn. Exactly. That's the
0: point. We wouldn't
1: be spending this much. Well, our parents wouldn't be spending (laughs) this much. The state would not be spending this much money if we weren't here to learn. That is our primary objective. And yeah, when you were telling me that, it was like, Boy, this sounds a lot like that three hundred meter this morning. <laughs> it's the same. It's, there's so many parallels you can draw. It's it's fascinating, really, how universal the hu- like at times the human experience is incredibly universal.
0: Yep, um, it's humbling to hear to fail. Yes, yes, and everybody fails. So. I've
1: I've started reading a little bit of Carl Jung, and he he is a he has been a big proponent of. The collective unconscious, okay, and the idea that there are a lot of human experiences that are just universal, and or, or you know, there's there's a common denominator, and if you get if you you know strip down these layers of language and culture, like eventually you will get to something that is homogenous across all of humankind, and perhaps one of them is realizing that you're gonna have to study Spanish or swim to pass <laughs> your scuba test. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's quite fascinating. What a, what a great way to start the episode. Right? That was really good.
0: The duality of, well, I guess not the duality, but the, the complementary. The
1: commonality.
0: <laughs> we'll just leave it at
2: that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's probably for the best. But. So, yeah. on the uh, shift gears here, on the car ride up, of course, we, we drove here together. You mentioned that I was wearing a very nice jacket. Oh, yes. And I was. It was yes, a, it I, was a did, very very nice jacket.
0: I really dig that jacket.
1: And I I I told you, yeah, it's got a great story behind it, but I think I'm going to wait until we're on the air to share it, just so, you know, it can be an authentic experience for for everyone. Right before I left home, you know, I already mentioned that on my Christmas list was pretty much nothing but clothes. All I wanted was clothes for Christmas. Right. And, of course, the winters here are Mm -hmm. pretty bitter, as we well know, and the spring sucks in that regard. The fall is mostly, you know, it starts off beautiful. It starts off nice, warm, hot, and it gets cooler and cooler, and eventually it gets, you know, cold. But that's just at the very tail end. That's like finals week. But then the spring... Like, the whole first half is under snow. It's yep. awful. The first half of spring, it, like, rarely ever gets above 30 it, during, the, during the day, especially not the night. Oh, my God. It gets into, like, the teens at night. So, anyway, all of that's to say, and, of course, eventually it does warm up, and it's beautiful and super nice. But, again, that's also, like, finals week. Right. Um, but all of that's to say, you know, I thought, okay, well, not only do I need clothes, but I should probably keep an eye out for jackets as well. And I was going into this closet. We have this closet in our foyer. It's a coat closet. You know, standard guest enters the house. Oh, let me take your coat. Put it in the coat closet in the foyer. That makes sense, right? Yeah. Except I I doubt if there's been a coat taken out of there in nigh on 20 years. The only time it ever gets opened is to take out the vacuum that's also in there. (laughs) Uh, So I, I was looking at these coats and I'm like, boy, some of these are really nice. And I try some of them on. And a couple of them fit me fantastically well. One in particular, the one that I have right here draped across the back of my chair, mm-hmm. this really nice Woolrich jacket. It's like this green khaki army-ish looking bomber jacket, uh, really classy, fits me very well. And I, I tried it on, I was like, boy, this is really nice, really warm, very high quality. Like, dad, can I, you know, can I just take this if you, you, guys, you guys aren't wearing it? It's like, yeah, sure. You know, it looks great on you. And then he was like, how about that leather jacket in there too? And I I was aware of this jacket's existence because I've, I've seen it every time I take out the vacuum, right? And I put it on and I'm like, boy, because I've tried it on before and it's obviously been huge. But now that I'm, you know, an adult,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it fits me very, very well. It's a perfect length, really nice in the chest. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, this thing is awesome. And it is Super warm, super heavy, super warm. And my dad was like, Yeah, I got that at the at Banana Republic's flagship store in Manhattan in nineteen
0: eighty seven. Wow.
1: What a story. I looked it up because I was curious. I looked on Banana Republic's website and I saw they were selling at least just from my a a cursory glance, they were selling four leather jackets in Mm -hmm. addition to all their other coats and stuff. And every single one of them, all four, cost $600. Wow. So I imagine it's a, it is, I can tell it's a very high quality coat. And my one of my favorite parts is it's very authentically patinaed. It looks extremely well worn because it is, and it's still high quality enough for that to be purely cosmetic and not at all functional. And so it's just, it's so nice. And then the last one. Another Banana Republic. This one was denim, nice uh, wool lining, nice leather collar too, like, like like that suede, like calfskin leather collar. Yeah, and uh, it's it again same story. Fits me really really well. Very authentically patinaed. Just such a beautiful beautiful garment. And so I took these three up to school here, and that's like. Probably a grand worth of jackets. That's probably like $1,000 worth. And I just got it by being observant and looking for them.
0: You got the true steel on that one. Right. That's fantastic. And it is a really nice jacket. It is a nice jacket. I'm a little jealous, I'm not going to lie. I would probably wear something like that. Yeah. Beautiful piece.
1: Very, very nice. And, you know, again, after this I went shopping proper and I was like, I don't need to look for any jackets because I already have more than I could possibly my cup runneth over of these incredible choices such variety you know green khaki denim leather like there's
0: it's, you've got them
1: all I, I i don't want for anything and they're all phenomenally warm too but yeah so i was i was out shopping and i looked and i saw some you know clones of them and i was like oh those are nice but i already have them and they're nicer and they're free <laughs> and some of them too were like they tried to look patina. They, they were like, you know, washed out or right. scraped up. And I'm like, mine are better. And that's real patina, not fake ones that you put on in a factory. <laughs> like, it's real. It's authentic. So I'm very pleased with that. And, you know, furthermore, I hate to go on about this, but I also went to my local Goodwill. Mm-hmm. Because how can I not? How can I, How can I say that I just did that and not? Try to thrift some of the clothes that I wanted to buy, you know? right? Right. And uh, I was telling my mom about this. We were out in proper, you know, department stores or whatever first, and I was like, "Yeah, these are nice, but like honestly, I'd rather wait until Goodwill because this is just the kind of style that I think would appear on, on a Goodwill rack for like maybe a tenth of the price." And we, w- she's like, "Okay, that that makes sense." So we walk into Goodwill. I swear to God. My lips to God's ears, the first article I see, the first piece of clothing I see is exactly that. It is a merino wool Joe Banks quarter zip for five dollars and forty-nine cents. Wow. Is that not incredible? I was speechless when I saw it. I was like, like I couldn't even formulate words. I was like, what did I say? This is exactly what I said. We were looking for, you know, like pullovers quarter zip sweaters right like this is exactly that it's a joe banks merino wool beautiful green quarter zip not a hole on it perfect condition fit me perfectly five dollars 49 cents that's the moral of the story i can't go wrong with that
0: what was that i said you can't go wrong with that you cannot you absolutely can't
1: go thrifting moral of the story is pass your scuba test and go thrifting. <laughs> that's that's what we're coming home with today.
0: What a lovely set mm-hmm. of values to yeah. impart on the audience.
1: I got, there, there was, there was a, not, a lot more stuff from that trip. I, I won't bore you, but.
0: All right, Big Bird. Yes. So you'll never believe who I ran into today. Who
1: did you run into today?
0: So I go to my class. It is a big lecture hall, so uh-huh. I'm not expecting to know anyone. Right. And this is the second class, so I'm like, all right, I didn't recognize anybody in there. Right. So I sit down in my spot in the front of the room mm-hmm. and I'm chilling. I pull out my phone. I start playing a game a little bit and then somebody sits right next to me and immediately I was like, weirdo. Why, why are you <laughs> sitting next to me? Yeah. There's like, literally, there's literally like four open seats <laughs> within eyeshot. Like mm-hmm. I can see four and I'm in the front mm-hmm. room. And I look over and I see none other than crazy drummer.
1: What?
0: Get out. Sit down next to me and she goes, Non-fi- Hey, what's
1: going on? Nonfiction thoughts alum.
0: So I, I was like, Yo, you're here. What's right. What? That's fantastic. And she was like, Yeah, I saw you the other day, but I was like all the way in the back and I was like, Oh, sick. Right. So uh, we have a class together now this that's semester. Great. And that's, we, we caught up and it was, it was very fantastic. lovely. That's
1: fantastic. I'm glad to hear that. But for those unaware, that is a previous guest on Nonfiction Thoughts.
0: Check it out on Spotify. Which you
1: can listen to. You can listen to the whole conversation on Spotify.
0: Is a very good
1: one. <clears throat> Sorry. Anyway,
0: so since I received Spider-Man Two, yes, over break, yes, we started philosophical, and now I'm going to rant. <laughs> I have been playing it, not as cripplingly addicted like I was over the summer, uh-huh. but I have been playing it frequently and making time to play it because I love it. Naturally. That being said, I have. I'm almost finished, and I have. A few gripes, mm. one of which I want to explain. Okay. Minor spoilers. Oh. Very minor. Okay. So, the main antagonistic group of this game mm-hmm. are Craven and the Hunters, right? Now, the whole setup with Craven is that he is the apex predator, like the apex predator. Right. And he goes to New York to go and hunt all of Spider-Man. And he's like crazy strong, and like a crazy good hunter. The first scene he's introduced in, he picks a dude up by his neck and snaps it. Ah. With his hand. Ah. And he's like, you didn't even know I was here. I've been hiding in your shadow for hours. Ooh. Right? Like, like he's metal.
1: Right. right. A very uh, archetypal villain, super villain. Yes. Evil, massive, powerful.
0: Not afraid to kill. Scary. Like he, is, he is the next evolution of Spider-Man's villain. Right. Textbook. Set him up great. I'm textbook. like, whoa. I'm like scared. Craven's nuts. Yeah. And then he has this whole squad mm. of of hunters. Mm. They share in Craven's love of the hunt. Ah. And they are his lackeys and hence, Oh, he has hence the
1: predator thing. I get it. Yes.
0: Now, given that he is a very strong hunter, you'd think that only the best hunters that he he found that he'd probably have sourced himself. Mm-hmm. Or at the very least, sent like his second in commands to source. Right. Scouts. Competent.
1: (laughs) Yes, one would think
0: that. And the best hunters money could find. In the world. In the world, right? Like they'd be. Perhaps
1: even extraterrestrially too, if we're in the superhero universe.
0: Exactly. Now, there are plenty of stealth segments in the game. Mm -hmm. And this idea of the hunters being dangerous, armed, and technologically advanced is shoved in your face and right. executed so well. And then you get to the first set of stealth missions Oh, and you shoot web lines mm-hmm. to walk across the, you know, the top. You're just right. up in the, the rafters or something.
1: You're just like tight roping, just
0: tight rope, walking okay. around
1: tight webbing as it were
0: tight webbing. And you take them out with the stealth takedown. Right. Totally fine. Right. You snuck sure. up on them. You got them. Right. But it's not like they disappear. They're just kind of hanging from the tight rope and then they'll know. Like, God, spider-man's here yeah spider-man's here where is he right and you're just kind of walking around on the tight ropes none of them look up <laughs> they never look up oh, not no. once oh. and it kind of ruins that like i you're dealing with spider-man maybe he's up there <laughs> <laughs> like i know it's it's not like a stealth game right it's not like supposed to be crazy difficult but like come on like right just
1: like even, even a little bit in the animation like sure they might have, you could realistically say, like, oh, well, they're looking up, but it's dark up there. They can't really see that well. He's Sp- Spider-Man's good at hiding. You know, your character can hide well in, up in the rafters. But, like, I feel like just an animation, just at the very least.
0: That kind of ruins it a little bit. You know, you'd think they'd probably be able to find me around. Right. <laughs> but I was like, okay, you know what? It's a game. I'm Spider-Man. I got superpowers. I guess you could say... You know, lore-wise Spider-Man's good at stealth. Right. Okay, fine.
1: Yes. Fair enough. Padded feet, spider hairs, whatnot.
0: Later on in the game, you play as Mary Jane Watson Mm. with a stun gun, and she is a reporter that maybe had two weeks of of training. Uh, Training
1: for, like, combat?
0: Combat training. Okay. Two weeks, like max. Not not enough to really make you like a super soldier, but maybe competent and you can hold your own. Again, these are set up as hunters to be the absolute epitome, (laughs) the strongest people ever. And you have to do stealth missions as Mary Jane, who is a reporter. Yes. Somehow she is able to take down an entire league on their home turf of these hunters Mm. with a stun gun Mm. and a bit of stealth. Mm. Mm. It really ruined it for me when you get caught and then immediately, if you go behind something, they they go into the animation and they're like, where, where is you, she? where must, did she go? Must
1: have been the wind. <laughs> yeah, like, literally that happens. And yeah. it's like,
0: you want me to believe that these are the strongest, the best hunters, right? right? I feel like I shouldn't be able to sneak up behind them, especially as Mary Jane Watson. Maybe mm-hmm. Spider-Man, not as your everyday Joe report. Right. Like, they're hunters. You think, I was fully expecting the first time, like, footsteps and then they whip around right. and it's like, oh okay, this is like tough stealth. Yeah. It wasn't. I just oh, walked, well. I pressed squared and it just happened. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> so that was that's like a big thing that just kind of ruins the immersion for me whenever any of the stealth missions happen with the I hunters.
1: see. That makes sense.
0: Like I, I just <sighs> other than that, I am really enjoying the game because it is a lot of fun. Good. And the combat is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I'm so close to beating
1: it. Just but... not the stealth combat. No. Oh, I see. I feel like that's a pretty common problem in games, you know. Yeah, like, someone sees you, you crouch, and they're like, "Oh, must have been the wind." Where they know? go? It's, eh. Yeah, it, there, there's an art. There's an art to it, and I don't think I don't think that's something that a lot of games particularly per- exceed at.
0: It, it's hard to do. I feel like stealth is so complex. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like like if you're doing an action game, you run in guns blazing, you beat the dudes up, right? and then they're, they're dead, mm-hmm. or they're knocked out, they're incapacitated, whatever. They're not, they're not talking again, you never see them again, it doesn't right. matter.
1: Non-issues. But when it's a
0: stealth game and you're sneaking around, it's like, well, then if you get seen and they don't come over to you, it like breaks the immersion, mm-hmm. hide, and maybe they walk over to go check the area. Right. It's like, that's a whole lot of extra programming that takes. Mm-hmm. But every game has it, so it's like, oh, well, I guess we have to have stealth. I see. So nothing, like, even if it's not a stealth game, it has stealth elements, mm-hmm. and that usually aren't very good.
1: That that I think is probably what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, I feel like it's hard to do stealth right because if you do stealth right, you're making a stealth game. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Otherwise, your priorities are probably elsewhere. Like Spider-Man, the priorities are clearly on the action and the fight. Right. Stealth Which is an is option. Well they should be and a good one, mostly because the enemies never look up. <laughs> But, like, when you go to fight, inevitably, it's fun. It's mm-hmm. fast. It's fluid. I get to throw like giant symbiote bombs everywhere. It's mm-hmm. amazing. From a development standpoint, you have to think about how you do stealth in a game. Mm-hmm. Okay. To what extent do I make the NPCs really intelligent? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But yeah. How's the week been for you otherwise? Oh, it's been good.
1: It's been good. I mean, it's the first week of classes. So there's invariably lots of excitement, and everything's very fresh and new, and you're getting a sense of your new schedule and your new surroundings. Well, maybe not. well, yeah, your new surroundings for the most part. Most people are living in the same place, but obviously going to class in different classrooms and right, maybe eating somewhere else because of the nature of your schedule. Mm-hmm. And again, your schedule, time of day, all that stuff. It uh, it changes, so it's it's been exciting. Um. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the semester. But, you know, I think it's obviously, it's not going to be a cakewalk. I mean, it's not supposed to be, right? It's supposed to be challenging. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not sure yet if I'm going to take something else to (laughs) replace scuba. (laughs) Because, like, yeah. it's sounded like the
0: rest of your classes were pretty tough.
1: Yeah, it's only a credit and a half, and it only meets twice a week. And I really like having a day off. And I'm Fair. already taking another goofy gen ed, like another goofy gym class, is fly fishing. So like <laughs> I feel like I was a little greedy to to want two nautical nonsense classes. And like it's not like I'm out. I still have one. And it's still gonna be really cool and fun. Like yeah. fly fishing. That's that's awesome. Right, right. So we'll see. Then again, I also it's weird having a decimal in, in the amount of credits that I'm both taking and will have had, even though, again, hopefully this will be rectified by the fall, but still.:
0: It is odd, you kind of you get used to it. Yeah, it, it is kind of annoying, especially if it's to fill a Gen ed requirement. though mm-hmm. it's like, I can't knock this out one semester. Yeah. Or two, you have to take it multiple times. Right One and a half. Okay.
1: It's just an, it's an awkward place because I feel like I'm, I'm too light. But if I added another course, I feel like it'd be too heavy. Yeah, it's just that weird intermediate zone. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's it's, it's a little light, but I think I would go over the edge. Yeah, I added another one. But who's to say? We'll see. <clears throat> I'll keep uh, I'll keep you updated.
0: I guess we'll see. I can't tell you one thing. Mm-hmm. I am absolutely exhausted. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm. Every day has been been a grind for me. So already? Yeah.
1: We're only on day four. Uh yep. How long can you keep this up for?
0: That's a great question. Oh yeah. Uh yikes. start making deals with God. <laughs> yeah,
1: really. That's not a good thing. That's yeah. I will say I felt that in the fall. Like it was it was, you know, day four, day five. I was like, Oh my God, I am beat. I'm yeah. exhausted. I don't know how I'm gonna do this. And candidly, I don't know how I did this, did that past tense, but it was rough, yeah, it was rough. And so I guess a lot of a lot of this semester is going to be, okay, don't repeat that. you know, yeah, go to bed early, eat well, stay active, right, be on top of things because i I wouldn't say. <laughs> I hesitate to say if any of those were really true last semester, <laughs> which is unfortunate. I mean, you know, there are obviously extenuating circumstances and of you course. Know, personal details, but the, the point is, you know, get better, I guess.
0: Get good scrub. Yeah.
1: Get good. Literally get good.
0: Yeah. It's difficult. I think this week was especially difficult just because the, the club fairs and stuff that I, oh, I yeah. have to do. So right. there's also a whole debacle getting space for one of the clubs that was I had to go into the office and a lot of, mm, big, mm-hmm. big pain in the butt. That, Very
1: bureaucratic. Yes. Yeah.
0: Bureaucracy annoys me. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of steps to get through to get something done. Right. It was really just, it was just arbitrary. But anyway, that's part of the reason I'm so tired. This that makes week. sense. So hopefully next week it'll be a little yes. bit lighter and once you get, get the, out.
1: but Once you get into the groove.
0: Yeah. That's the hope anyway. We'll see. Yes. Yeah. Maybe it won't be. Maybe it won't be. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe the Spanish class will really put me through the ringer. Yeah.
1: I feel personally, of course, I say this only as a sophomore, but I've always liked the spring better than the fall. Have you? Yes. I I love the spring. When people ask me my favorite season, I will always say spring. Uh, despite having a summer birthday, which summer birthdays on top, let's be clear. Summer birthdays are the best birthdays to have, and I will die on that hill. Um, sp- the spring, as a season, is better than the summer. Spring birthdays, I know you're, you know, well, you, you're more of a winter birthday, honestly. Yeah, it's, I am. It's, it's more winter, but I, yeah, summer birthdays on top. But regardless, I love the spring because in the fall, it starts off wonderful, and you're, you're winding down. You're winding down into the cold things are dying things are falling apart it's getting cloudier it's getting darker it's getting colder i hate that i can't stand it but then you turn that around in the spring you start off in that place and things it's it's like a phoenix things are things are coming alive things are being reborn things are growing the days are getting longer it's getting warmer the sun is coming through and it's it's the exact opposite of that it is so refreshing it's like it's, it's being freed as opposed to, you know, being captured, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's instead of there's a cage falling on you, the cage is being lifted off of you. And, oh, that, that difference to me is night and day. That difference is huge.
0: That's a very valid take, a fair point. But I think there's beauty in both ends. I suppose. I think there is there's a certain charm. To the leaves falling off and everything going to sleep rather than dying. Naturally. And the days getting a little bit shorter, they cozy up by the fire a little bit earlier. I understand. As it gets cooler. You know what I
1: mean? I do. I do.
0: I think there's a beauty in all things that we should look for.
1: Absolutely. I do not dispute that at all because, you know, I'm a big proponent of yin and yang. You can't have darkness without light. You can't have light without darkness. You Mm -hmm. need you need both. You need both. Right. And I'm not, you know, again. You can't have the spring. It can't be nice without the fall. That's, yeah. that's the point. Um, and again, I love the leaves. I'm, I'm a sucker for the fall foliage. I love it. But I would rather see... I don't know if I'd rather... I, I personally prefer seeing the buds, seeing those bright green buds start to appear on the cold... As you as you say artfully sleeping, I say dead. Because (laughs) I like to be dramatic, and I like to get my point across a little, you know, more uh, extravagantly. But anyway, it's all
0: about connotation and using the language to suit your needs.
1: Exactly. So seeing that cold gray brown lifeless nothingness come alive with green is, in my opinion, much much more enjoyable than seeing that beautiful green wind down and become these beautiful autumnal golds and reds and so forth.
0: You have a valid point.
1: But again, both of them are very nice.
0: But I have I have one card if you will that okay. will dispute your entire take for Let's so many people. Let's hear it. Allergies.
1: Ah, (laughs) see, I don't get spring (laughs)
0: allergies. I don't either anymore. If it wasn't obvious,
1: knock on wood. If it wasn't extremely obvious, that is not something that I think about. In fact, it's funny. I get winter allergies, (laughs) I get fall allergies. I'm serious. What could
0: you possibly be allergic to? I think it's like fungus or something.
1: I think it's the mold. No, you're right. I absolutely do. I think you're 100% right. I talked to people about this and, the, and they were like, yeah, so I live, what, at home, I live in the woods, I live in the deep, you know, yeah. th- there's, I have no lawn, it's all leaf litter. Mm-hmm. My, the whole two acres, there's no the blades of grass anywhere, it's all just leaf litter. Right. And so I think that those, those falling leaves, they get um, jazz reference, I'm sorry, I, I couldn't, autumn leaves, the oh. falling leaves, ba-ba-ba-ba. Anyway. When they, when they fall and, you know, you have all these layers stacked on top of each other and it rains and the leaves under, underneath, I don't know, they, they, I, I'll have to study this because tentatively, at, at the moment, I have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. And I'd like to, but for whatever reason, the mold, whatever, the changing weather, maybe mm-hmm. it's just me, maybe it's my house. I don't know, it could be my house, but I cannot breathe between the months of like November and January.
0: Are you sure you just don't end up with a cold in those might. months? Like, that's also true. It's also frequently? a possibility.
1: Very, very true. Sickness. I get sick a lot in the fall versus the spring. So I don't know. It's tough to say, but in my personal anecdotal experience, the the scales are tipped way in spring's favor. And I, I completely acknowledge, you know, for some people it might be the opposite. Fair enough. It sounds, it sounds like it. Some people are like oh, I can breathe so clearly than the fall, the crisp, fresh autumnal air just fills my lungs. But for me, it's like, <laughs> like, I can't, I can't do that. Yeah. Versus for me, it's the, that crisp, fresh spring air fills my lungs. Like, I love it. You know, I understand it might be different, but that's me personally.
0: Fair enough. I always like fall because I used to have spring allergies. Mm-hmm. Don't think I've told this on air before, but it were, they were pretty bad. mm mm-hmm. And uh, I remember during some standardized testing that we had to do in elementary school would come around. Right. I would always have the worst allergies. Ooh. And I'd be taking the test and like every 5 minutes I'd have to put my hand up yeah. to get tissues. Ooh,
1: that's rough.
0: <laughs> and you know, I, I'd blow my nose, the teacher would bring me like two and then I I do it again, and she'd mm-hmm. be like, "Oh, wait."
1: hands. yeah. I'd be like, just bring the box
0: hurry, over. Hurry, I'd Yeah, I'd be like holding my nose, like oh, snot about ew. to fall out. And she'd bring me like three or four, and then mm-hmm. I'd go through them again. And then eventually the teacher just brought me the box yep. of tissues yeah. and the trash can, because yeah. she saw the wad of crumpled up oh. tissues in my lap.
1: Oh. And I
0: was like, thank you. That is, As I yeah. finished taking the test.
1: But it was, yeah, it was pretty bad, so. So see, I can see why then you dislike it. There I don't go. dislike it. Okay.
0: I do, I love spring now. Okay. I didn't okay. used to. And right, I would right, stay right. inside. Or why
1: you disliked it past yeah. participle. Right. Um. The other the other very compelling argument that I have too is in the fall you're saying goodbye to the summer, right? Yeah. You're saying goodbye, and in the spring you're saying hello. Yeah. And that is so much nicer because like I hate goodbyes. I'm not someone who is is can can really do goodbyes that easily. Like. Oh my God, movie deaths, movie goodbyes, real life deaths, real life goodbyes. Like, oh, it's my kryptonite. But like, I love meeting new people. I love meeting friends, becoming friends with people. So like, bye, Summer. Like, oh God, it's daggings <laughs> to my heart. But it's like, hey, I think a lot of people would share. How have you been? Like, it's been so, it's been a year since. Yeah, how you been, through, Summer? <laughs> right? You know, it's so, I, I love that so much more. That's just, for me, almost that alone is enough to do it. And again, that obviously, it's the same thing as, I understand it's like the same argument that I've been making, right? It's yeah. You're saying hello to all these things, including the summer, but you know, the, the grass, the leaves, the animals, the bugs, unfortunately, that is one thing that I really dislike. I hate bugs. I hate like annoying bugs. I love bugs. I love all little critters and creatures that inhabit this planet yeah, as but long like, as
0: they keep a six foot distance gnats
1: mosquitoes mosquitoes i have absolutely no respect for but yeah. you know like look you know annoying pests like that um but of obviously in the fall and winter you don't have to deal with that and that is that is it's, it's is one saving grace yeah like if the winter had bugs <laughs> i'm gonna be honest i would just hibernate <laughs> <laughs> i would hibernate i would like enter some cryo chamber or pay, you know, some exorbitant hundreds of thousands of dollars for state-of-the-art medical teams, and i just be like, you know what? Wake me up on, like, April 1st. <laughs> I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Stick a tube in wherever you need to.
0: Tube feed me for tube six feed months. Me.
1: I am fine, you know? As soon as, as, soon as the last leaf falls from the, from the trees. Have you ever seen A Bug's Life, by the way? I haven't okay
0: uh, i do know about the game on the n64 and PS1. <laughs> okay and how it's like kind of different on every console
1: well i'll put a pin in that yeah, but we'll regardless that. when the last leaf falls just put me in a coma and i'll wake up in the spring like right at the beginning of spring That'll, that would be just fine but because there are no bugs i trek through it like a normal human being <laughs> <laughs> But, but then uh, you'd
0: miss out on Christmas. In the years. Yeah, I guess
1: it, wake me up for Christmas and Thanksgiving.
0: Hey, where, where's Birdchild at? Yeah, oh, he's in he's in cryogenic gold sleep for the yeah. next three, four I months.
1: Think, I think Thanksgiving there are still leaves on the trees, right?
0: Um, yeah, I think so. Okay, I guess I, it depends on it depends on your where the year you are and where you are. I it guess it depends
1: on where you are for sure. But it, for the most part, yeah, I think the um, leaves
0: fall based on temperature and amount yeah, of sunlight.
1: So yeah, yeah, I remember correctly. Geographic component, but. A bug's Life is this really great movie. Um, <laughs> it's you know it's a kids movie and uh, the the plot point is that these ants, this ant colony, is gathering food for the winter, and these grasshoppers have like a mafia kind of deal, like uh you know, an organized crime kind of deal, like you pay us in food, and we won't kill you, you know right and <laughs> Their their timeline, the allotted time they have is, you know, it's time to pay up. We're gonna collect when the last leaf falls. So oh. that that's what that's what made me think of that. I see that that little uh time time thing there. Also, saying kids movie and great movie reminded me of something, and I'd like to. I I know I only have about five minutes, but if it's all right with you, I'd like to close out with this. It's actually not but okay. Well, I'll just no, shut up then. Go ahead. <laughs> so. You remember, I've talked, about, I've talked about it on this show before, but I'm very hesitant to revisit meaningful childhood media. Right. right. We,
0: we talked about that recently. Yes, we did. I want to go back about three episodes for that one.
1: Go for it, Spotify. I don't, I don't like to do it because, you know, it's hit or miss. And over break, I did it, and oh my God, knocked it out of the park. World record Homer, sale just Into the next county over. It was amazing. This is quite the change. I am talking, of course, I'm referring, of course, to Curious George. Yeah. (laughs) 2006, Curious George with Will Ferrell as the man in the yellow hat.
0: Wait, that's a movie?
1: Yes. Uh, There's a movie, Curious George movie, 2006. How did I miss this? What? Jack Johnson- Curious George? Yeah. Live Cur- action? No, not live action. Oh, okay. No, it's animated. Huh. It's animated, yeah.
0: I guess I didn't...
1: But huh. I, I watched a ton of Curious George as a kid. I watched a ton of PBS kids in general. That's right, like yeah. all I consumed until the age of like 12 or 13 was just PBS kids. And uh, I loved Curious George. It was one of my favorite shows. And the Curious George movie was for a very long time One of my favorite movies. And I watched it when I was really young, and I haven't seen it since. And I revisited it over break, and oh my God, I almost cried. I have no shame in saying that. I almost cried just of pure childhood whimsy and joy overload. I don't think there has ever been anything put to the screen that quite captures the beauty, the joy, the whimsy, the Everything positive about childhood and exploration and curiosity and everything is in these rose-colored glasses, everything is so colorful, it's so saturated, it's so shiny, and at the same time, it's still so genuine. That's not a, that's not a fake, glossed-over, artificial whitewash of saturation and colors. It's all so authentic, and that's what makes it so beautiful. Is those those colors aren't artificial? They're not dyes. That's how it really is. It's oh my god! It's incredible. And then the music too, Jack Johnson. Oh, amazing! It is stupendous. I cannot sing its praises enough. If you have a small child, force them to watch Curious George. It will be. <laughs> it's it's an incredible investment. Parenting advice
0: from two yeah. two two college students do, yeah. that don't have kids. <laughs>
1: do not have kids. Hey, I say this whenever someone's like oh, you know, how would you know about having kids, whatever? I'm like, as a very recently ex-kid, you know? Yeah, as a that's, former child. That's always what I say. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm actually an ex-kid, so I think I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> a so very like,
0: recent very ex-child. Very
1: recently ex-kid, exactly. Like,
0: want to put that on my resume. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but no, it's a long-term investment, but oh my God, it's so worth it. I just, I love that movie with all of my heart. And again, I fully admit, it's a personal thing. It's not universal. Well, it it very well may be, but it's probably a personal thing. Like, yeah, I watched it when I was a kid and I loved it and I love Curious George. So it makes sense that revisiting it. Like, I don't know if someone who's never seen Curious George would quite get the same thing out of it. But for me personally, oh, it was just ecstasy.
0: And sometimes that's how it is. Like that's we how discuss- it uh, previously, it depends on the person mm-hmm. and the time and context in which you watch it. Absolutely. So, for me, that movie is a Bronx tale, but I'll talk about that next time. Mm-hmm. So, for now, we'll stop here. Yes. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. We thoroughly appreciate yes, it. Yes, we
1: do. Every time.
0: Be sure to check us out on the Instagram at Thoughts underscore podcast for teasers and updates and my fun little drawlings <laughs> that that complement what we're saying. And without further ado, have a happy, healthy rest of your day. Make it
2: as good as you can make it.
0: Doodles.